Hello and welcome to the podcast. I hope you're well. Ed Draper here, sports broadcaster in the UK. Thank you for hitting on the button. Thank you as ever to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV chiefly. They are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Jason Briggs and his team online through Bang Olufsen Cheltenham. Remember also with the podcast, if you're looking to optimise your immunity as we sink into winter or go full bore, however you're approaching it here in the UK, we can offer you a discount with the company Cytoplan, food-based supplements. We've been taking them as a family for 20 plus years under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper. And if you head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, there's a discount code associated with the podcast at checkout, and that is Draper10R, my last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, numerals one zero and the capital letter R. That gets you 30% off your first purchase, 10% ongoing as well, whether you're looking for a multivitamin or something more specific like vitamin D3 as we head into winter where the sun is in short supply. Although October 31st today is pretty balmy outside, so can't be too... Uh, worried about that situation currently. Going to go out and have an outdoor swim shortly. Uh, also with the podcast, remember we're giving away a session with the Whole Man Academy, 100% free mentoring session with Anthony Asprey. Says that it'll give you much clearer, get you much clearer on how to tackle any issues or challenges you're going through, especially if you ever feel stuck or not exactly where you want to be in life. Five sessions to give away each month with the podcast. Check out the link to Anthony Asprey and the Whole Man Academy through the show notes. And also if you're looking to maybe record a loved one's memory the idea of recording a life story in their voice is appealing to you look up atticboxaudio.co.uk via our website at drapermedia.co.uk now onto the podcast christian leroy duncan the cage warrior middleweight champion with high aspirations of going to the ufc former basketball player as well came over to my house earlier this morning and brilliant to catch up with him in person here he is christian leroy duncan Christian Leroy Duncan, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to my house. Brilliant to see Pleasure. you here in person. Pleasure, yeah. It's good to put a, a face to the name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's not quite the same on Zoom, is it? I've done a few no, podcast no, interviews on there. It's, it's good I in a sense. I, I did the one with you, the yeah. interview, but that's all I've done so far. I think it's harder to, to connect in a way, I think, and have a good good chat. Like It's good because you can speak to people like at Sky, I've spoken to fighters in the States, which mm-hmm. I had Justin Gaethje for like 10 minutes, which was brilliant. You never get that normally because he's mm-hmm. out in, in, the, in the States or whatever, I think in Arizona at the time. But you're not getting that same connection, connection that same yeah. insight. And it's more tiring as well. I don't know if you find that talking to a find, screen. Yeah, yeah, I do find that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's brilliant you came over from Gloucester because we're, um, we're counting down to your fight November 12th, which is also my daughter's birthday. So I'm going to be oh, spending yeah. the day decorating ponies, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so switch up your day. Yeah, and then, and then hopefully watch it. So um, the big fight coming up, first title defense. Yeah, How are you feeling? You, you look well. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a long time coming. I was supposed to fight in no not november november now i was supposed to fight like september september mm. october time yeah um but the fight ended up falling through just due to the injury of the opponent it's the same guy um, same guy Dimitrov. yeah marion yeah yeah so it was supposed to be him but then he was injured and they couldn't find me a replacement in time okay so now that kind of got postponed until november 12th Mar- so marion's his name but he's he's he's, the, he's a tough guy isn't he the <laughs> looks of it he's By bulgarian it, yeah yeah bulgarian sambo wrestler um, obviously, if you don't know, summer wrestling is well, that Dagestan kind of yeah. style. Um, they like to get close and personal, you know, they like to rough you up a bit. 
It almost yeah. it sounds almost like samba, doesn't it? So it sounds yeah, quite fun yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. it's probably the opposite <laughs> of, of fun. You say samba? Yeah. Samba, yeah. Samba style <laughs> football or whatever people think of celebration. Um, I think, yeah, this, he's going to be a tough opponent. I think he's going to come... From what I've seen of his fights anyway, he's very aggressive. He yeah. has to come forward. He's not familiar like, of being on the back foot. So, um, yeah, tailored, training's been tailored to that, and it's been a fun camp. A tough, challenging camp, but a fun camp. Yeah, physically, you said it's a, it's a bigger cut for you this time because if you put on muscle, yeah, put on what, what's the thinking, thinking there? Um, what, why I've put on the yeah. weight? Or? Yeah, just in, t- is it in terms of this opponent, or is this always a long-term plan to, to build your muscle up? Um, I think just as we've gone on, we've kind of started to look at um, being a, an elite athlete rather than just being an athlete or professional looking to be an elite professional so you take you look at all the areas and then you add them all together and you work out okay how can we get an extra percent here and here that's going to add to the mm. overall percentage of your performance yeah. and just your growth as an athlete so one of the things we looked at was strength and conditioning um, and I went to Thailand the end of towards the end of March okay cool and I've done um, five weeks training out there yeah and I met a guy who was a strength and conditioning coach he took the classes out there and um, I kind of stuck to this kind of the same circuit we did with him, and I spoke to him. He just gave me a quick breakdown. So I was, I'm in contact with him briefly. Just if I if I have a few questions, I chat to him, and also I train with Lyle Markson, Mark Wilson, yeah. Lyle. Okay. So the pilot now. Yeah, the pilot now. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing well, man. He's doing well. So he's doing your S and C as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, he's been doing S and C. Um, he's very open to like new ideas. Quite quite creative with what we do. It's not. It might not be the traditional kind of S and C you see. You do see. Um, is it bespoke to MMA fighting? Yeah, yeah, and because of what I did in basketball, I do take a lot of yeah the stuff we did in basketball and bring it over to MMA. So like plyometric stuff, so, things like that. Yeah, your plyometric, your reaction drills. So for example, we'll do a drill where you run, you know, like a yoga ball. Yeah. So I'll be knee, you're kneeling on the yoga ball for your balance, mm. and then you have a the best way I can describe it is like a three sided star. Yeah. And on the end of on the end of the star, you got your colors, different colors. So here, throw it. And then you shout a colour and I have to catch it, throw it back to him. But you throw it and then I shout the colour in mid air. So I have to balance, see it, coordinate, catch it. Oh, so you have to catch which side of it is the yeah, right colour? is the right colour, yeah. Wow, so it's great for your eyesight, your yeah, reaction. So reaction, yeah, a reaction. No idea that you could, without the yoga ball, be even easier. So when you're in the Yeah, exactly. Cage. So you're thinking about balancing at the same time you're catching. So it's just working all areas. <laughs> what, what, what's the psychology been like different for you being the, the hunted, not the hunter? It's the same for me because I'm still hunting the guys that are going to be when I come to the UFC and so on. I'm looking at where I'm going to be chasing then. So to me, nothing's changed. You know, I still have the same mentality. I still, still got the same hunger. Yeah. Um, nothing's changed in that sense. If anything, it's made me more hungry now because I know I'm going to be coming against serious opponents and it's only going to get tougher now. So I need to, you know, set my feet firmly down and. You know, keep advancing. You got a great coach in, in Mark Weir who said he's had his hip operation, his back moving yeah, around the gym, which yeah, is, yeah. is fantastic. And he's a UFC <laughs> no pioneer, he's been on the podcast. He's mm-hmm. a brilliant, brilliant guy. But in his day, when you speak to him about the UFC, it was, it was almost not a freak show, but it was like this kind of this royal battle where people brought their different martial arts into mm. it. How much has it changed now? So, this guy Dimitrov, you say, has got this Eastern European wrestling yeah. intensity, a bit yeah. like Khabib from yeah. the, the UFC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he presumably has a, a kind of an array of other skills as well, like striking. Yeah, it's not to, like you yeah. have one thing. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Especially, as you said, in this day and age, because of how quick the sport's advanced, and even in the short time it's been around of 25 years, well, probably 26 now, 
you have to stay ahead of the curve, you know. Um, if you if your strength is in one area specifically and you then kind of neglect the other, you all get found out and it's been seen. You yeah. know, if you're a striker and then you come across a wrestler, they take you down. Same if you're a wrestler and um you can't strike, you could get yeah. caught with something that you're not expected just because you're not you're not wary. Um so I think yeah, this day and age you can't really neglect another side, you know. Your strength your weaknesses have to become your strengths. You have to put extra time in. Hey. But like you said, with him as a wrestler, I'm sure that being at this level here have a good, you know, striking. Yeah. Basic Because Khabib you know? can hit, couldn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that's where that's where he caught people off guard, where like the fight he had with McGregor, mm. um, McGregor was obviously expecting to shoot all the time, so he faked the shot and come with the overhand and dropped McGregor. Yeah. So it works in their favour, but then again, McGregor shouldn't have neglected, <laughs> not thinking that he should have expected it. But again, this is a learning curve. Well, it is for everyone. I mean, that's the thing when you get into the cage with a different opponent, you're never quite sure of their strengths and weaknesses yeah, exactly. and, and how, it, how it all melds together with what you've, you've brought in. How do you approach that when, you, when you're taking on this opponent? Are you prepared to fight his fight or do you have to just block his, his attempts to wrestle and, and then do your, your work? So I've had a devastating yeah. knee knockout <laughs> last time out against um, Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th those things just happen in the, in the moment. If you see it, then you just take the opportunity, you know. Um, he's going to try and smother you, isn't he? Which but, but things like the knees come into fights, play. Yeah, from this, yeah, exactly. You can catch them coming in. Um, but like you, yeah, if watching his fights, you would expect him to come in and he's going to want to smother me. But that his most recent fight was around two years ago, pre-COVID. Okay, he hasn't fought since, so I assume he's been active, maybe in maybe even sambo competitions, grappling, and so on. Mm. But nothing's been recorded and you know put online, or no official professional fights. So watching his fight two years ago to now, that's a long time to change and improve. So we have to look at it as, what would you improve on? If that was you, what would you improve on, you know? So we're looking at those potential things coming into the fight as well. And you're dealing with your dream as well, which is a great motivator, but he's got a dream as well, hasn't he? Yeah, That's the interesting yeah, thing that everyone yeah. in Cage Warriors, because it's a great organisation in the UK for MMA, but mm -hmm. to make it professionally in terms of a good income, you, you're trying to get to the UFC. To the UFC, yeah. Um, it's a good feed organisation to well, any next level. So some fighters go to Bellator, they're very well known for UFC. Um, I think it just depends on the fighter and your kind of long-term plan where you see. Your, your plan could be more, you want to get money, you might realise, you might think, okay, I want to get paid in my, I might, have, I might be older now, I just want to mm. get some money put down. You might want to be the kind of fighter that wants to create a legacy long-term. So it just depends on your kind of mindset and where, where you want to take it. What proportion of your income comes from the, the fights, because this will be your second one this year, and what comes yeah. from the sponsors and the, the support around you? I was the majority, yeah, the majority will come from the purse, from the fight. Mm. The sponsors have been very supportive as well, especially when it comes to things like your, your medicals that come around each year. Um, also half a yearly, you have your medicals that come in. I just, um, I have the, recently I've had a sponsor which is now nutrition based, yeah. so meal preps, and that's oh, made a cool. huge difference. So when I said about the weight difference, this yeah. has helped me on my weight. To get your protein right for the muscle gain. Exactly. Things, yeah. So you've got your, also your proteins, your carbs, your fats, the basics. And then they're going down to the details of calories. So mm. working out how I can get down to a comfortable weight come fight week. So I don't have to kill myself and struggle. Many, so we're, and we're October energy. 31st. How many yeah. calories are you consuming at the moment? At the moment, I'm on two and a half thousand. Which is what an average man would do is doing an office As, job. Yeah. So yeah, you're, yeah. that must be tough for you. Yeah. But again, this is where we go back to what I was saying earlier with the the 1% differences. So yeah. as I said, S&C was looked at, and now we looked at diet and nutrition, 
and um, also performance. So that nutrition would come down to the meal prep, knowing the calories that I need to take in to then lose this weight in a certain time healthily so I don't lose energy during the fight, yeah. during the um, training camp, sorry. And also we've been tracking things like heart rate. So I wear a heart rate monitor during training and then after the session I can see what I've burned calories wise. I'm wearing the session my peak heart rate, the peak times that my heart rate to get to like around max and then yeah. I'll see you lower in recovery. You see your recovery rate, so how fast you recover in between and each What that adapts to, you adjust the intensity of the next session, yeah, training session. exactly. So you can see also what you're starting at, so your resting heart rate. So say maybe you have three days back to back that are tough, you'll notice mm. When it comes to the fourth day, your heart rate, you're starting higher, where your body is still in recovery mode. It's not, yeah. it, so you shouldn't really be doing that intense session there. You need to let your body recover. Because then maybe after the fifth or sixth day, you're, you'll get what's known as like um, overtraining syndrome. They call it overtraining yeah. syndrome, where you'll lose about, say, 10% of your capacity in your muscle, physical, as well as your mental. So so, it's, it's hard to slow down sometimes though, isn't it, when you're in a very, camp? Yeah, it's very hard because you'll feel like, I need to go, I need to, you know, I need to, get, I need to go, I need to train. But this is where we're taking it to the elite level now, where mm. you have to understand these things. I think when you understand them and then you feel the results where your body is recovering, you're getting, it's better for you because you're getting more out of the sessions later rather than being tired in that session. Yeah. You've got your energy. So in the long term, it works well. It's a big benefit. It's just patience. It's a, it's a, form, it's a form of discipline. Because we think of discipline as showing up working hard at training but sometimes that discipline is is stepping back yeah yeah this is it this is this is the thing i've learned the hard way i've learned from just training and thinking yeah, i just need to train and then i've got the result of being tired when it when it matters so when it comes to the important sessions i'm too tired i'm tired yeah obviously you're still there you're still training but you can feel that your your body's not where it needs to be so it's not beasting yourself is it it's the snc stuff it's about kind of getting functional working. yeah that's it functional training yeah specifics for what you'll be doing so a lot of like um power explosive training speed race training um and then obviously the areas you feel you need to get strength in from the assessments then from there again what are the key assessments strength wise that you look at um so saying that i have testing coming up this wednesday in sheffield yeah. sheffield university um, and if you bear with me, actually, did you like VO two max stuff? And, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, that's not a very nice test, is it? VO two max. That's the test. worst test. They always do that first to get it all yeah. done with. Um, I do actually remember. Uh, did so, like stand and jump and things? Yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the way it was set up before, we went down. Um, you have to do ten hours fasting, so you can't eat anything. Yeah, ten hours before, no fluids, no no food. Um, when we got there. We did a Dexter scan, which is where they scan your your bone, your bones for your body. So mm. they work out your bone mass density and so on. Yeah. And then you'll do things like your fat body fat percentages. Um, you'll sit, you'll sit in a dark room, and they put like all I can describe it as is a giant fishbowl yeah. with a tube coming out the front into a oh, machine wow. on your head. It's much better than the calipers though for body fat percentage. Yeah. Trying to work that out <laughs> seems a bit bit random. And then, um, yeah, it's very very detailed, very thorough. And then that measures your BMR, so your basal metabolic rate which ah. is how many calories you burn doing absolutely nothing yeah for the day. what do you know what yours is no i'm gonna find out yeah. this week i didn't actually i don't know I'm so that's sure if you were completely at rest no training yeah yeah exactly and then you'll do your strength strength testing so like maybe like your deadlift squat bench press and your explosives like you said with the jumps yeah um and you'll be on like a you'll be on a plate which measures how long you're off the ground Mm. And then when you land, it works out the height that way. So it's very technical. Oh, okay. So not putting. It used to be when I did it in PA level, you do like a chalk thing on the and wall. And then you have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did yeah. that on basketball, so it's yeah. similar. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's quite detailed. It's quite um, yeah. 
scientific. I did some brutal things. I went, I went to Loughborough University and studied sports science. And one of the, I don't know how I ended up being the one that did this because I was mm. playing football mm. at the time, but it ruined me. But we had to wear this. Uh, we were looking at body temperature, core temperature. Yeah. Wear this big rubber suit with a, a thermometer at my backside, and it was absolutely terrible. You just had to go on a butt exercise bike, and it was like, yeah, yeah, my core temperature's definitely gone up. And you get up this thing, you've lost about two stone in in sweat, and felt depressed. felt finished for the rest of the week, like I couldn't couldn't move. But yeah, properly dehydrated. But it's interesting the testing but I suppose you're not going to be doing anything too extreme because you've got the fight the following 10 week, days yeah, yeah. yeah after that yeah so it's more more to see where we're at before the fight and then we can compare yeah in the future for the next camp brilliant kind of stuff so how's it how's it how does it work financially for you is it doable at the moment in terms of yeah because that must cost money to go to Sheffield I'm so the way that I think believe the way they're doing it is more um they're allowing they're allowing me to do the testing um what if we made a agreement where they can use my my results so yeah. they can use it for any studies or and if, if it becomes of interest they can use the data so Good. it's kind of a you know win yeah win situation. they've got a cage warriors champion being there it adds to the sort of prestige of their operation yeah, I, guess, I guess so yeah <laughs> there's nowhere to hide with that is there because you have these thoughts about your body fat and then you know thinking not for you but for average people mm-hmm. you think oh, i'm doing all right and then you know my trousers feel okay you go there and be like you're 16 yeah, percent yeah yeah <laughs> You have to cut cut back on a few of the uh, the after dinner mm-hmm. chocolates or whatever. So that, I, I love it in terms of your ambition. And the UFC is there. The Cage Warriors is a, is a feeder. And, mm-hmm. and you're telling me in the kitchen we were having a, a glass of water that there's a a, a, t- a sort of balance here. That's a bit like courting in the fact you you want to know them to know you're keen to be in the UFC but not too keen. Yeah, I believe as long as you're doing what you're doing the right way, then you can't go unnoticed. Um, you just can't go unnoticed. Yeah. I believe anyway. Well, you, I mean, the, the, the win over De, De Jatti Milan last time was yeah. a spectacular knee knockout. That kind of thing goes viral, doesn't it? People see that. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jatti, man, he was, he was a good fighter, a very good fighter. He was 8-0 at the time, I believe, undefeated. Um, dominating the guys that he's been in the cage with as well. But um, I guess he wasn't used to the kind of style that I bring in there. It's very mm. different. How would you describe your style? What's it founded um, upon? I would just say creativity, free, yeah. freedom, freedom and creativity. Because Mark, Mark was sort of kickboxing in Taekwondo, wasn't he? Yeah, that's his background. He originally done boxing. Yeah. And then he got into Taekwondo and then become world champion by the age of around 20, I think. So um, does he still train you the grappling side of it or does someone he, else do the... He does yeah. everything. Yeah. All the classes, Mark takes all the classes. So what he's known for, obviously, you, you'll hear striking, mm. taekwondo, so on and so forth. But he's very, very well knowledge in the grappling as well. But again, it's it's not your traditional jiu-jitsu or that you would see. It's yeah, it's a hybrid slightly now. tailored. Yeah, it's like it's MMA. It's yeah. mixed martial arts. That's the way he does it. Because you hear you hear UFC fighters also compete in jiu-jitsu events, but is that in a way detracting? Is it similar? Like if you box, the Kresha Shields now is doing that in the PFL yeah. and, and women's yeah. professional boxing. She's trying to dovetail the two. Mm-hmm. Can they complement each other or can they take away from each other if you're going off and doing a sole discipline? Again, I think it depends on the person. Um, and it depends on the way you approach your training. Because if you do get into, like you say, you have a grappling competition coming up and then, like I said earlier, you're strengthening weaknesses. If you're neglecting mm-hmm. one area for a certain amount of time, you'll become sort of like disassociated with that thing. So you'll have to then bring it back into your forefront of your mind if you come mm. back to MMA training, you know? Yeah. What do you, 
What do you think of these crossover fights then and stuff like that out of interest? Anderson Silva at the weekend lost to Jake Paul, doesn't he? Which yeah, Anderson Silva's yeah, an absolute legend in the yeah, I know he has yeah. a little bit of a background in boxing as well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, what, what do you make of things like that? I think, why not, really? Why not? Just um, two guys want to wanna fight each other. Yeah. Um, and just see see the outcome. I mean, to be fair, Jake Paul's twenty five and Anderson Silva's forty seven, yeah, so that's yeah. part of it. I'd Obviously, you're probably selective with his opponents, but again, you have to think he's early into his into his boxing career. So him going against say twenty you know top fighters wouldn't make sense. Like, yeah, nobody does that. Even coming up, you'll fight like guys on a lower level, but he's fighting guys which he can compete with, but have a high notoriety. So the fights do. You know, attract attention. So it makes sense what he's doing. It's smart, and I would say that's why. Why not? But the specificity is fascinating, isn't it? Because boxing is a part of MMA, but it's MMA boxing, not boxing boxing. Not, you were yeah. telling me about how you felt after doing a proper boxing yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. Because <clears throat> from what I found, anyway, you're using your arms and your upper body in a different yeah. way. You're not potentially used to using in what you do in the MMA training. Different gloves, different uh, volume. Similar gloves. I wore my same gloves. So we, four ounce we gloves. Is it four ounce? No, nah, we wore sixteen ounce kickboxing. Yeah, oh, okay. we use kickboxing gloves as well as MMA. Yeah, depending on what we're doing. So we use my kickboxing gloves. But it's just where the pace is constant because in MMA, because you don't know if you're coming with the legs or a takedown, you could say there's more gaps in between the striking. Yeah. Where boxing is constant because it's only coming from one area. You don't have to be wary of a takedown or legs. You know, it's constant. It's upper, 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 and your core. Um, so, so how much time would you spend per week doing kickboxing, boxing and grappling? How does it break down? Is it the same day you do it or do you do a day for one, a day for another? Yeah, um, most days to be fair. It's very mixed most days. Um, so I, I usually do two in the mo- one session in the morning and then the S&C and then two in the evening. So for example, one day could be, I'll be with Mark in the morning and we'll be working on more technical. Mm. So that's more like precision, you know. Um, placement, those kind of things, rather than intensity. And then in the evening, it'd be more like kickboxing cardio based. So mm. you're more getting your body familiar with the high volume. And then after that, would be an MMA session. So again, and that's everything in the pot for MMA yeah, session. Yeah, MMA would be you know your submissions, your takedowns, could be anything. Like but you that, separate kind of striking and grappling, do you generally? Generally, yeah. Until we have a day where you'll do MMA. And that would be sparring. Sparring. So, so you'd be doing. On, you start on the. You start in the stand up. And then you boxing, kicking, the, and then yeah, yeah. You could take it to the feet, to the ground. Sorry. There's so much in it, isn't there? Because I've been covering it for a couple of years now, but I think <clears throat> it's almost like you never get to the bottom of MMA because it keeps changing. It keeps it keeps growing. It just keeps advancing. Um, I've only been in the game now seven years, eighteen months as a professional, and the difference between when I started to now is is huge. You know, you see like a bit. You see like um. How would I pull it? You see a wave of a certain style yeah. come through. So it's like front kicks and stuff were big, weren't they, for a while? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anderson Silver, then the one to... Um, and that shin kick, is it, or whatever, the one that... Yeah, the, the calf yeah, kick. calf uh, kick, that's calf it, yeah. kick's popular. And the style now that's popular is obviously the what you're seeing from the guys from like Dagestan area. Mm. So they're kind of wrestling, grappling. It's not like, necessarily morning, attractive to watch, morning. is it? But it's effective. It'll yeah, it's effective. effective. It's very effective. But I think, I think Habib makes it 
um, attractive to watch because yeah. the way he does it and then just dominates and starts <laughs> more than the guys. But um, well, don't they play a version of over there like basketball with wrestling or something? I've like heard, <laughs> heard of it. That I've would work for you. <laughs> I've seen a few clips and there's the rules of basketball just go out the window and they turn it into like rugby yeah, <laughs> slash basketball. Like, yeah, you get rid of the ball quick, I think. And just running into game. each other, barging each other out of the way. Um, yeah, it looks fun. <laughs> Tough. Do you, think he, do you think he'll come back to UFC or do you think he's done? I think he's a big boy now, isn't he? I don't. You know, I, know, I think he's got bigger plans now. Yeah. Khabib. Yeah. I think he's got bigger plans now. Um, maybe he would fight McGregor again, possibly. Mm. What'd you get out of that? Yeah, he's won already, so we don't really have anything to to gain from it. He's already beat him. Do, do you ever think about your goals and when you walk away? Because it's a tough profession, isn't it? You want to, I presume, leave with everything intact. So I've only, I haven't even really got started sort of thinking about. Yeah that part but I'm definitely but champion UFC champion maybe few defences I wouldn't really I can't really put a limit or I wouldn't really put a limit to it so I would say UFC champion but we could go further we could go past that it's hard It's hard in combat sports I think remember David Hay in boxing put that date that he didn't want to be 31 and a professional boxer so he retired before then but then ultimately he hadn't fulfilled his goal so he wanted to come back and then yes. he wasn't quite the same yes. fighter because he took a couple of years off yes. whereas yeah. if he'd kept up that momentum maybe he'd have had a different end to it I mean he's undisputed cruiserweight champion and a heavyweight world champion so you can't criticise him but it's very hard to make that hard and fast mm-hmm. prediction of when you're going to retire isn't it mm-hmm. yeah I agree exactly what you said Maybe he, him saying, giving himself that limit slowed him down because he put a cap on what he wanted to do. Mm. Um, this is why I'm saying I can't really put a cap on where I want to be. I would just say I want to get there. We have our short-term goals, long-term goals, but then we want to you know, yeah. go through, proceed those goals. What does your girlfriend say, though? Does she worry about the, the striking, the damage and things? No, she's... I don't really tend to get too, no. <laughs> too beat up, luckily, yeah. fortunately. Um, but no, man, very, yeah, very supportive. My family Good. in general, very supportive. So just thinking that basketball was probably hoping you, you took that route is a little less, a little less violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just as creative. I think because of basketball, I've, it allowed me to bring my creativity into yeah. to this sport. Because I was very, you know, um, like free moving and creative in my, in my stuff, my basketball style. And balance and things are important. Yeah, too. body control, those kind of things there. And it is a creative sport, especially if you watch... Um, the, a lot of the basketball highlights is very creative what they do do on the court yeah and um, watching that I sort of ingrained into me and then I've carried it up now onto, into MMA with, with the sort of damage component of it how do you approach sparring how does Mark like you to approach sparring because there's different theories and there's some people like the sort of Muay Thai version it's just mm-hmm. touching other people in boxing and, and other forms go hell for leather in, in training but then people say you know you want to keep your your kind of tough fights for the, the cage or the, the ring cage. not for not for yeah. sparring how did how, what's the what's it like for you um for us we believe in like long longevity in the sport yeah so we're not going to be taking trying to take each other's heads off in sparring it just doesn't really make sense um, you're not getting paid for for doing it no not at all <laughs> so it's more it's more um placement and knowing that if you wanted to you could put it the power yeah. power, power there but it's more speed and placement so then Number one, from the speed, you're getting your reaction timing, timing up, whereas you're throwing heavy shots, they're slightly slower. Yeah. But imagine you've come across somebody that can throw that heavy and fast. Mm. So your, your reaction speed goes up, so then you can... So you have to take notice. If someone lands on you, 
Yeah, yeah exactly. it doesn't hurt you necessarily because they're not putting a heavy weight in it, but you have to think, hang on a minute, that was the fight, I might be in yeah, trouble. Exactly. You put that, you write that in your notebook, put it in your back pocket, and you're ready yeah. for the next one, you know. <laughs> so you just, yeah, you can't just blow it off and think, yeah, no, 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 crack no, on. No, 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 not at all. So there'd be some days where I get caught with something, mm. and I'll be at home sitting down thinking, I shouldn't have got caught with that. Yeah. Like, okay, so. Do you I physically do write this, notes? Do you this. write notes after that? Yeah, I do write, I do write notes down. Um, Especially with sparring sessions, because that's where everything that you've practiced, you put you put into practice. Mm. So you see what does work, what doesn't work, and what will work with one person won't necessarily work with another. So the more people that bring um, bring difficulty to what you're trying to do, the more you're gonna, the more you find out ways to to kind of you know get around it. Yeah. So then, when it comes to an actual real life fight, whatever they throw at you, you sort of have an answer for each position. That's where the notes come in handy. Bet, yeah, I bet. I think it's brilliant that you got that attitude to it. It's brilliant that you're in Gloucester as well because you can come across here to Cheltenham and mm-hmm. do the interview. But how is it for sparring in terms of getting people in? Are they coming from all over the country to, to um, help? So at the moment, we've got we've got a very high-level guys at our gym from the amateurs. and that, mm. um, At the moment, I'm the most recent professional from, from the amateurs. But from when I was when I started as an amateur, we still have all the guys there mm. um, which still train, still like train a regular. Bit. Yeah, I mean, what are the chances though? I mean, I mean, Mark, we're UFC pioneers there, and then suddenly you've got this. So that's like a sliding doors thing, right? That you've ended up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I always think I always think this, or I do say this quite a lot of how. What are the chances of Mark being on the doorstep and then finding? Just talk, that, talk that. Sorry, story. okay, um, that's all right. Don't worry, it's just and, um, and finding the gym. Um, yeah, I always go back to the same story of I was playing obviously basketball at yeah. the time. So playing basketball at the time. Um, things w- weren't really going the direction that I wanted them to go because by this point I was 17 but to turn 18 what you were shooting guard were you, what were you saying or um, yeah, yeah. yeah so usually like the two or three position yeah I didn't really was, understand this but because I've covered basketball 15 20 on, years ago on, people yeah. are now saying there's a mate of mine who sells NBA rights to Europe and he was saying that it's almost like positions have gone now like he said there's no such thing as like a centre a shooting guard all that everyone has to do a bit of everything yeah. which is a bit like MMA, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very versatile. Um, now you'll find the cent- the centers, which were in the back in the day were known for just being around Massive the basket, dudes. yeah, just yeah. <laughs> bullying guys in the post, you know, dominating in the center. Now a lot of them now their skills have have gone up. So yeah, um, a main a main example would be Yanis. Mm. If you know, her yeah, yeah, Giannis. Greek guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. They call him the Greek freak <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. Um, he's around. I think he's around seven foot six, eleven. Yeah. And the way he moves is like a guard. Well, even like LeBron James is what six LeBron, eight. I mean, he's definitely six ten. He's six definitely ten. not six eight. Six ten. Yeah. You were six eight at seventeen can, years old. But he can run the length of the court, yeah, dribbling the ball. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's like he can, and his size. Yeah. His physical size. So he can play like an old fashioned centre, but also like a five foot six point guard from back in the he day. He can do anything. Anything will run. He's very versatile. That's and in fighting. There's a th- there used to be a theory in fighting that mm-hmm. big guys past six three couldn't be coordinated. But then we've got people like Tyson Fury who was six nine. It's almost like people this generation has broken the mold. Like yeah. big guys who are agile, talented in all these sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is terrifying for smaller guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What you were saying about um, LeBron? I think how old is he? He's in his I think in his eighteenth year in the NBA. I think he's coming up to thirty eight. Yeah, he went straight from high school, didn't he? Yeah, straight from high school, and. The way he's dominating now, you shouldn't shouldn't be able to do it his age. No. But it comes down to the way he's approached the game. Like I said, those percentages in each area. 
So um, do, have you studied him? Yeah, he's somebody that I do, I definitely do um, take a lot from and look up to as an athlete. Always have from when I was from when I was starting in basketball. To be fair, what what, is, what are the things that he does in terms of recovery and maintenance that that have kept him there? Um, his his nutrition number one. So then you have um, your kind of physio physiotherapy. So the mm. kind of um, you have like your cryo cryotherapy. So like your ice baths. Um, you know when. You, I'm not sure what the cryotherapy where you stand yeah. in the chamber and then you get the yeah. kind of freeze. Um, get the freeze gas around you, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. The, the sort of, there is the, the cold tubs as well, isn't there, where there's sort of yeah, machines yeah. where they create ice and you yeah. sit in there. And and you it, sit, apparently, if it moves around, ice. it's supposed to be better, but it you get colder. <laughs> it's supposed to be, but it doesn't feel better. Yeah. <laughs> um, you feel good afterwards. You feel good after you do. Any aches and pains, they do disappear. They do actually disappear. What about saunas and things like that? Yeah, saunas too, they work well. For you, um, it's good to go in the sauna and then stretch after because mm. everything's soft, everything's warmed up. But stretching is a big thing that I did neglect when I was playing basketball. Do you stretch after a workout? Or yeah, before? after. Before only lightly, but after you're really. You know, yeah, it seems like before, before stretching, I did, it, it, this is interesting because I studied fitness and training a little bit more recently after mm -hmm. 15 years being out of it. And it does seem that they're saying that actually static stretching before events isn't necessarily recommended because you could. You, you, set them, you set it up for injury exactly, like, exactly. when you're cold so you're pulling it to the to the end it's not warm it's not supple like an elastic band when it's if you freeze it yeah. you pull it it's going to break yeah. but if you let it warm up it's going to be a lot more elastic you know it's going to work with you same thing with your with your muscles what about things like finance same when you concept. start making big money because you want to get to UFC and make good money have you, have you thought about being prudent with that looking after it because in sport there's always the tales of people who end up bankrupt after a couple of years of yeah. retirement I think just because of the people I have around me, how I was brought up as well. I think that the decisions of the finances will be made efficiently. Yeah. Know, smart decisions, efficient decisions, things that make sense. So it's not about this. It's about, you know, building for the future, the future the future families to come after me. Yes. You know. Um have you got thought, thoughts about kids or anything? Is that on the yeah, yeah, horizon? Yeah, of course. Of course. I look forward to when that does come. Because Lyle's a dad now, isn't he? Lyle yeah, he is, he is. Yeah. He's got a little girl Novea. Um yeah, he's over the moon with that. I think it'd be, yeah, he's a great dad. He said he's excited, man. He's definitely Yeah, he's changed his, he said it changed him because he was talking about doing long-haul flights and stuff and being yeah. away for days on end, but now but he's now not he so sure. But now he can't be away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does, yeah, it does change. I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of um, niece and nephews. Good. Got a big family in that sense. It's a big thing if you're a fighter and anything that requires so much energy and focus, I think, because you do have to put it in, don't you? Whereas, you know, you, I think, you know, maybe Chuck Parenthood can wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I think a lot of what I do is for what I can do for my family, you know. Mm. Um, without going into too much detail, you know, I can bring something that we haven't had in the past, you know. Yeah. Something different to the family and then hopefully set that up for the future generations. So you feel a bit of responsibility, what, for the wider family? Um, for me, yeah, for the family that I grew up with. And yeah. Just, yeah. We've got a lot of brothers and sisters. I have one brother, three sisters. Oh, cool. Um, I'm the youngest of, <laughs> of them all. So did you, did you get mothered by the sisters then? Um, my oldest sister, she was, uh, she was away. She lived, she lived in Birmingham. Yeah. She moved to Birmingham. My oldest sister, my second oldest moved out. Yeah. And then my third oldest, she didn't live with us at the time. Okay. So it was kind of like... So you're like the baby of the family. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was actually the baby, yeah. <laughs> Fitting up close to my oldest brother, he's... Today is his birthday on Halloween. Oh, cool. He turned 36 today. Yeah, so he's nine years um, older than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So that's the closest gap. And then my sister's 
when the sister's 40, another sister, I think maybe 40, oh, cool. 45. So my age, yeah, 40, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, interesting. 45, yeah. So yeah. do they give you sort of wisdom or, or what advice? Yeah, the life lessons, of course, yeah. you know, you always hear it from your It's hard to come from family, isn't it? My little brother, I've got a 30-year-old brother, he doesn't ever want too much advice from me. Yeah, no, I take it where it comes. Um, I think I've, I've, I've prevented a lot of things from happening just from taking advice mm. from people that I've, that I've been there, you know. Um, just listen to people's wisdom. Yeah. I think that's the best way to prevent making some mistakes. Yeah. Of course, when I was younger, I was a bit more, I uh, do things in my way, yeah. But um, luckily, at an early age, around, I don't know why, around 17, 18, when I got into, when I switched from basketball to this, a lot of the people that I've met along the way, they've sort of been there and done that and lived mm. that life. And I see where it brought them. So I've listened to a lot of the things that are, it's a brilliant attitude yeah. to have in your tw- 20s because often you don't get that until you're 30. Yeah. You think of all the mistakes you've made. Because there's two thoughts. And a th- one thought is you have to lead the life you learn from the mistakes you make. But then there's another thought that you could fast track it by learning from other people's from mistakes. Others, yeah, yeah. And then you, yeah. you go through less pain, but you kind of get to where exactly. you would have gone anyway quicker. <laughs> exactly, quicker, exactly. Fast track. <laughs> Mark said this um, from when I first came there about fast tracking. Because um, he's been there and done it. Yeah. So he sort of has the pieces to the puzzle. So, um, yeah, we set a plan. And so far, it's going, it's going on, it's going well. So just, just go. waiting for that call from the UFC. So you think, what, what do you think? It's the first defence. This mm-hmm. goes all well, November twelfth in Manchester. What after that? When's the the next fight? Do you think? Finger, finger, obviously, course, things go well. Then fingers crossed, we will get one more for the end of this year. And they're looking at no um, December. Would that be enough 31st. for you to get a camp in? Would it? It would be probably back to back. Yeah. Back to back. Again. What do you do? What do you do back to back then? Do you have a week off and then go back in, or how does it? I've never had a week off. Really, Maybe a couple of days, max, yeah. a couple of days, and then you get the itch to just get back wow. into training. But I would say recovery-wise, depending on how how the fight goes, what I need to do, maybe a few days recovery and then back into training. The first week could be low intensity, mm. just to get back into things, and then we'll see who the opponent is and. Going to the specifics. A recovery gen- uh, generally, how mm. important is sleep to that picture? Yeah, very, very important. I notice when I have less sleep, I notice the effect on my training. Mm. I think it's more mental than anything. You'll just notice your reactions are less slower. Yeah. You're thinking more than reacting, which mm. you can't really do. Just a millisecond difference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sleep makes a big difference. But you, yeah. you're a young man, and no, it's, it's funny because uh, I know you're, you're mm. at the half friend Georgie is a hairdresser in the Montpellier barbershop cuts my hair so there's an interesting connection there here in Cheltenham I know she's active socially so I don't know if your girlfriend is how you find that dynamic when you're trying to be I guess pretty monastic like a monk staying at home (laughs) (laughs) no it's all it's all good she's she's pretty low-key keeps herself to herself yeah she lives um she's busy she has a busy lifestyle of what she does um yeah everything's just we're locked in, you know, just as a family, as a unit, yeah. you know, locked in on the same page, everybody. What's your attitude to things like alcohol? Do you have a drink after a fight or how does not, it work? Really, really. I don't really... So I, Mark doesn't I drink at all, does it? No, not at all. When I was younger, I was as you'd be with, a, with, mm. with your friends, with yeah. the lads. And yeah, the, yeah. In the park. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> but um, now, since, to be honest, since I started this, everything completely... Like, I put myself in a, in a prison. You could say a prison where... I didn't go out, no drinking. I yeah. didn't really drink anyway, but just, you know, definitely no no drinking, not even on like birthdays or holidays. Mm. Um, just put my head down to training and 
And do you feel good out. for it? Because I think people think that they feel good drinking, but then you look around, I guess, at other nah. people and you wonder whether nah. they actually are that, not that at all. happy. It's not something that, nah. I, don't feel, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. The only thing I did feel like I was missing out on was things like this, like social gatherings with friends yeah. and family. Because I would have, say I was in a fight camp and people were going have certain events, I couldn't really, yeah. really make them. But birthdays I make time for, of course, family. And um, my friends, my friends are like have their own things going on. So when they have an event or something happen, I'll make sure that I, that I attend, you know. So they come to my thing and we support each other. Like we've got a very good dynamic amongst us. So they're supportive, they're not, yeah. they're not trying to tempt you to do this or that? No, nah, because they're not really into those things themselves, you know. Um, I got, a fr- I got, a f- yeah. All friends are on the same level, and they all are chasing their own dreams in their own area. Mm. Um, so we kind of like bounce with each other, feed, um, help each other, and give each other ideas and stuff like that. That's really positive. Well, so remind us the date, November the twelfth. November the twelfth. What time Manchester do you have to walk out? BC Arena event starts. I believe six thirty. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll be the main event, so probably around ten p.m. I would expect to be on. Be coming up. That's interesting. Do you? adjust your training to train in the evening at all when you're building up to that close to the work. event yeah we'll do evening sessions just yeah. to get your body used to working at that yeah because that whole thing of running in the morning at 4am 5am always seems a bit counterintuitive to not, me yeah, you're, you're yeah. not going to be you're going to be actually active in the at evening your peak in, yeah in the exactly. evening exactly so yeah we'll do like um how do you say fight specific you know um what would you call it what's the word I'm looking for um sessions not sessions um Kind of role play, is it? Or sort of run sort through? Sort of that, but not, yeah. that's not, but yeah. So you'll be looking at... Like a walkthrough? Yeah, more or less. So we'll be doing training around the time we'll be fighting just to get your body familiar to, to being active at those times. Do you do, you do cut, like steady state cardio, like running and cycling or anything like that as part yeah, of I do, the package? Yeah, um, I do jogging. I yeah. do jogging. Um, jogging on treadmill or concrete? No, no, outdoors. Yeah. I can't do Yeah. I can't do <laughs> treadmill. No, me too. Cabin fever. Yeah, <laughs> just too... <laughs> It's too boring for me. I need to be out there active, you know. Do you um, run on tarmac or do you run on grass or? Probably mix. I do the, as a canal path on grass side to go yeah. down. Or I do Robinswood Hill. Down by the docks. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. nice. It's quite long. Yeah, it's quite long as well. Um, and, and I do Robinswood Hill as oh, okay. well. Yeah. Usually I do um, sprints there as well. And that's like for a base, a cardio base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also doing uphill, your yeah, it's a different kind Get of. Get the calves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything hurts <laughs> when you get up there. Everything hurts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do find jogging overall quite boring. I need to be a bit more something, you know, sprints, like doing a wheelbarrow up a hill, or racing, yeah. those kind of things. I think it's a good so, foundation, but you're never going to jog around a cage, are you? So it's no. not that specific. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I mean, <laughs> not at all. it's a good, like you said, the foundation. Yeah, the um, footwork's very different, but you need to get the cardio in that footwork, which yeah, is different. Yeah, skipping is good. Skipping yeah. is very good. I know boxers do that as well. Yes. You'd be surprised the cardio that you build or the way you feel from doing skipping as well. Especially if you're terrible at skipping like I am. <laughs> you have to learn. Absolutely. When you first start, you're exhausted, aren't you? It's yeah, like, it's crazy. You wouldn't expect it, but you do feel it. You do it's good for it. coordination as well, I suppose. Yeah, very, very. Especially when you start doing the crossovers, the, the kind of like different skills yeah. and tricks to it. There. You can have fun with it. Oh, good. And have you got tickets available for Manchester? All well, the tickets at the moment, they're online. We don't yeah. have the physical. Um, yeah. There's a link on my... Instagram page, cool. Christian Leroy Duncan. I've got a link in my bio. Yeah, I'll take you directly to the. To and everything the online, is Christian Leroy. The middle names in there, isn't it? Christian Leroy Duncan yeah, on all, yeah. all the kind of all handles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Twitter is C L Duncan. Yeah. But Instagram, everything else, Christian. Well, they DM you and they can get a ticket through. Yeah, that. you can. Di- yeah, direct message me or go direct for the link, whichever 
is easier for the brilliant. for you. Well, you look yeah. well. Brilliant to spend some time with you. Really appreciate it. So no, close of course, to the man, fight. I appreciate you. And how, how do you, how do you feel? You feel optimistic as we go into this one? Yeah, always, man. I just look, I look forward to going in there, trying out new things, and having fun. Again, staying creative. I don't go in with too much of a game plan. It's more about, of course, we have, we do our homework, but it's more about just having fun and. Just being creative and their freedom again. Good for you. Well, enjoy. Yeah, enjoy Manchester. You look great and you've got great energy to you, and great to meet you in person. No, definitely. Likewise, man. Cheers, Christian. Yes, sir. Powerful young man, Christian Leroy Duncan, in more ways than one. Really impressive character. And we have to get him back on because after we finished recording that podcast earlier on in my living room, he told me about how he was learning not only Urdu to converse with his Pakistan friends family but also to learn Polish as well via an app so really impressive young man keen to develop keen to aspire to learn and got that goal of the UFC coming late to mixed martial arts but certainly taken to it very well and, and great mindset to learn and get better so really enjoyed that conversation great to meet him as well effervescent character very laid back but really impressive let me know what you thought of the podcast as well Tell a friend, rate it on iTunes, whatever platform you're listening to on would be really appreciated. Or you could write a comment beneath the, the show, write some uh, reviews, reports, always appreciated. I think these things help in the, the grand picture of things. Well, thank you for being here first and foremost. Appreciate that. Thank you to the sponsors, Bangor and Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV. Remember the free mentoring session with the Whole Man Academy and Anthony Asprey. If you're feeling stuck in life or just want a bit of counsel, he's a good, experienced man, former city worker, but has been helping people for... I guess years now actually Anthony living in the Cotswolds not far from me where I am in Cheltenham worth uh, checking that out also with the, the Cytoplan association with the podcast remember 30% off their supplements 10% ongoing with the code DRAPER10R at checkout D-R-A-P-E-R my last name numerals one zero and the capital letter R and if you do get that sense sometimes of, of longing for a loved one's voice to hear them to hear their stories that maybe have faded in time Perhaps now's the time to look at Attic Box Audio, what we're doing there, trying to record people now, here and now, have a conversation with members of the public, chiefly in the Cotswold area here in England, but obviously through the powers of Zoom can do international and national as well. So worth checking that out at drapermedia.co.uk. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it and have a great week. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.